the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep are Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave. And welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. I'm excited today once again to have a very special guest. And I'm doubly excited to have my partner in justice, Miss Vanessa Russell. Hi. So good to be here, and I'm excited about our guest. Yes, so, so excited. And without further ado, let's get this rolling. Our guest today is a a pretty super dude, if I say so myself. Uh, He is Eugene Ace Johnson, an Oakland native, who has been really passionate about spoken word, and that is his thing. Um. He has developed his craft and created a career in teaching individuals how to use their gifts and talents to inspire others. And for those of you who um, have not checked out his YouTube page yet, I'm sure he's going to tell you about that. But you can get to hear his weekly uh, product that he puts out there. But he is the founder of a 501c3 um, nonprofit called iVisionary and iVisionary Academy, I should say. And he's also the creator of that curriculum. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, how um, we can use creative arts to teach leadership and leadership development and life skills and to urban youth, to all youth, but particularly to urban youth. And that's where he is most passionate. He's a recent graduate of uh, the School of Urban Missions uh, here locally in the Bay Area uh, just this year, actually, about a month or so ago. And he's been really dedicated to this craft and this um, this art form. So, Ace, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Ace is, um, we actually met last year, last December, I think it was. Yeah. And um, he's also a part of the current uh, Oakland DeVos Le- Urban Leadership 
initiative class that is going on right now. And when we met then, I was like, I need to work with this guy. He is <laughs> doing some great things, great things that really um, we resonate, I, that resonate with me, I should say. And I like to hear how does that start for you? I see it started when you were about 14, mm-hmm. but what was it that at 14 got your, that burning inside of you? Um, well, in regard to the spoken word, uh, that's what started in middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I uh, was sharing. And, and that was really something that was, I guess, against my will, I would <laughs> say. <laughs> um, I was in, I believe, the seventh grade, uh, seventh or sixth grade. Um, and one of my teachers had entered me into a uh, like a poetry contest or mm. something. Um, it started off as a class assignment to write <laughs> a poem, but I ended up writing a rap because mm. I was, you know, being defiant and saying, I don't want to write a poem. I don't like poetry. <laughs> and I wrote a rap. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just like, OK, we'll just say that without the music and just, you know, slow it down. Mm-hmm. And then she entered that piece into a contest and I ended up. Uh, winning first place at my school and then um, going nationally and winning second place nationally. And so uh, from that experience, I was able to see a bunch of uh, young poets who were taking this craft seriously and uh, using it as a platform to speak about the things that they were going through, their lives, um, the situations they had to deal with. And I was just exposed to a lot of of, a variety of spoken word and poetry Mm -hmm. that I wasn't um, used to seeing. And so to see that and to see people using it as a tool and as a weapon, in a sense, um, it was cool to me at that time. And that's when I started to gain interest and started to write a little bit more frequently. And uh, the rest was history, you know. And so that was the first exposure of young people. Uh, using their gifts and talents to make some type of impact. And that impacted me to to pursue that for the remainder of my life. Um, And that's what I've been doing thus far. Wow. And see, you know, us teachers, we can see that potential Mm -hmm. in in a student. And just think if that teacher had not done that, you know, had not taken the, the, um, the time to see the potential in you, and to kind of draw it out of you mm-hmm. in in a creative way and allow you to do it in a creative way. Change it up a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, yeah. take the music out, slow it down, and just say it. And yeah. look where you are today. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate that. And, and that's, in a sense, why I wanted to be that to so many other mm. young people. Um, and so now I consider myself an educator. Uh, teaching after school programs and you know we started our own program to go into different schools and empower these students to do that mm-hmm. primarily because the arts are being taken out of so many of our schools right. you know um, and so this is a way of bringing it back in um, in a in a in a more impactful way to where yeah. we're not just giving them creative arts but we're showing them how to use those things to make impact and it's fresh and modern mm-hmm. and it's um how to, contemporary, right? Yeah. And it relates to them because they're bringing their story mm-hmm. or their creations to light. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. Uh, we just uh, finished for this school year a talent tour. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it was one of the first of its kind to go into each school uh, in Oakland and put on a talent show. Mm-hmm. And and then the winners for, 
show come together to compete against one another mm. and then the winner from that wins a thousand dollars and then also opportunities of recording and performing in other places mm-hmm. and so it was um it was a strategic way to unify the student bodies mm-hmm. uh, so unifying each campus to put together the production and then uni- unifying uh, various campuses to mm-hmm. come together for the finals so that was um a strategic way of bringing unity but also teaching them to use their gifts and so the theme was uh, young dreams matter yeah. that we're empowering them to talk about what their dreams are yeah. and exactly what they want to accomplish through the use of their dreams or their, their skills or creative abilities. That's, so, yeah, things like that. Um, that is super cool. And so this is at the high school level, correct? Yes, yes, at the high school level. That is really cool. I really love the unity piece. Yeah. You know, because, you know, in, in some areas, you know, you have turf wars between mm-hmm. schools and, you know, then you have sports you know, that can bring a whole nother dynamic of, of competition and, and division where it should bring unity. But this brings unity between the schools together. Mm-hmm. Especially um, we don't think about cultural differences, mm-hmm. even within the same campus, mm, that's to where true. the different cultures don't hang out or associate right. with each other. Um, and then even, as you said, turf wars to where that certain neighborhoods where the right. schools are located often have tensions. Right. And so intentionally trying to work away, uh, work around that was the plan so that we bring them together with a different focus and show them how to work together towards a common goal. So cool. So I, go I ahead. have a question about that. Um, so how is that, you know, so I grew up in the city and we definitely had like race wars and stuff in high school. I went to back here and we were always had, you know, Latinos fighting against the blacks and mm-hmm. what, you know, the, uh, you know, different, different tensions there, you know, People who listen to heavy metal, different group of folks. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. And and so tell me how you, you know, I'd love to hear the listening audience to hear, like, how do you, how do you combat that with music in, in that, in the context of a contest like the one you're doing? Uh, it's a great question. Um, a lot of the times what we choose to address is to accept our differences. And so that's something that we teach in the curriculum that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's often later introduced um, like on, on our initial approach is just, hey, express yourself. But in the process of that, we also um, expose them to different things and say accepting the differences and not trying to get people to conform into one way of thinking or one way of expressing themselves. Um, but seeing the beauty in the differences is how we truly grow uh, as a people. And so to teach students that at a young age and getting them familiar with different cultures, different genres, different ways of expression, and seeing how we can work together to create something entirely new, um, that sparks something in their minds to see, like, man, there's so much more than what I've been exposed to. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's super cool. Um, I would like to know when we come back from this break, um, if you've had some challenges in that with um, schools and and those divisions Mm -hmm. and things like that, and how you you have come around that and combated that and rise above that, um, those differences there. Definitely. We are enjoying our conversation here with Ace Johnson. You want to go by Ace, right? Yes. I know. <laughs> Ace Johnson, and we will be right back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back. 
with another segment. We're here with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And we're here with Ace Johnson and my partner in justice, Vanessa Russell. So, Ace, I just asked um, before the last segment, we were talking about unity and we were talking about um, you bringing different schools together um, with your arts competition. And um, I was curious, um, Vanessa brought up a good point. We were talking about um, race wars and just uh, turf wars between schools. And I was wondering if you have ever had, not necessarily a race war or turf war, but any type of um, dissension or um, problem hmm. with that brought disunity. And in that, how did you bring it back to unity? Um. <laughs> Well, I, I would say that the approach to even initiating the unity is um, with that problem in mind to where that we try okay. to work around those problems before they even present themselves. Okay. And so, um, again, like I said, introducing how do we accept each other's differences is uh, a primary focus because we're all different, period. Right. And, and getting people to understand that that's how you're created is that you are a unique visionary, which mm -hmm. is the term that I like to use for them, is that you know you have a unique purpose and, and uh, reason for being here and being made the way that you're made. And so off that, we need to accept those differences. Um, and then when problems do arise, they typically arise because of, um, I would say, perception mm -hmm. uh, differences mm -hmm. of how we perceive one another to be or how we perceive our communities to be or how we perceive our groups to be mm. um, and changing that perspective. And so um, typically how we run our schools, there's differences and sometimes those in class. Yeah. Um, even more common is how we function in churches, you know, mm -hmm. and also work with bringing churches into the schools as well. That's and that's an even bigger um, clash that I've been having to kind of work around and, and just think through of how do we bring denominations together? How mm -hmm. do we bring, you know, uh, cultural beliefs to, together to work for a common goal that we all have, which mm -hmm. is we all desire to reach our youth in some capacity. Um, and so literally just um, finding creative ways to drop our titles, drop our mm -hmm. brands, mm -hmm. drop our, our positions and, and put those to the side for the sake of just uh, a human to human interaction and right. understanding that we need one another. Right. And so when it comes to the talent, when it comes to other things that we do in a community, all of those things have to take that form of, um, let's put down our yeah. differences. Let's put down our titles. And that has right. to start from somewhere. And so even with me, when we go into the schools and start after school programs, um, I, I, I start programs and I teach people how to start programs, but it doesn't have to be titled iVisionary Academy. Right. It doesn't have to be branded right. by us right. as a franchise or anything right. like that. Right. Um, we empower people right. to start their own and, and name it their own and call it their own. And so That's it right. takes many forms. And the talent shows the same way. Um, if the school wants to title it differently or dress it differently, I mm -hmm. give them that creative control mm -hmm. and empowerment. Um, and, and, and doing that creates a space for unity. Mm -hmm. It creates a space for teamwork yeah. and, and us to work yeah. together. And so I think that that's one of the biggest struggles that I foresaw um, taking place is, mm -hmm. is brands and titles mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. personal agendas clashing. Yes. And how do we maneuver through that before that even becomes an issue before that's even something that people complain about let's right. let's just remove that entirely right. and let's just come together as people <clears throat> with the common goal right because isn't the isn't that the goal you know whatever the 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 mission <coughs> or the vision is right yes um in your case the arts and bringing um 
art forms that are being taken out of schools <coughs> back into into schools and allowing children to use their creative abilities. I would even say that's a byproduct. Right. The focus is urban community development. Yes. And so yes. a byproduct of that is, hey, um, some of us are creative. Right. And so let's bring that into the schools. Right. Um, but we've had to grow from just teaching leadership development and, and life skills through the creative arts. We have to grow from that mm-hmm. to just using your gifts and talents to change the world. And so that's how we've rephrased it. Um, it's just gifts and talents because some of our gifts and some of our talents aren't creative ones. You sure. know, they're not performing arts gifts and talents. Right. So um, that's a byproduct. And, and I've learned to accept that at first that was my main priority. Like I'm a creative. And so that's all we're going to do is creative stuff. Right. Um, but just kind of stepping into more of, um, I would say even a, a God vision, you know, like something that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you take, how do you remove yourself out of the equation and see things for what it is and, and seeing it for what it is, it's not just a problem with the arts, you know, in schools, right. it's a problem across the board with right. young people not being free to be themselves right. and learn how they need to be uh, or receive information, how they learn best. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. And so it's, it's a big conforming thing. So. And, and finding their, um, learning style Mm -hmm. that best suits them individually Mm -hmm. as well as collectively. But true to your point, you know, um, we collaborate, you know, we, we coalition together. I'm sure you have um, a team of people who come together, but it's not about, like you said, the branding of what it is that you guys do, but the coming together for the purpose. Yes. Bottom line. We're here for a purpose, and let's be about the purpose. Yes, I, and I'm, I'm glad really that there's that. a lot of people that that um, even on the surface we may not think that there's a lot of people who who want to do that. But mm-hmm. I think deep down inside, we all desire teamwork. We all desire mm-hmm. collaboration. So I'm glad to come across a lot of groups that um, resonate with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Freedom Speaks being one of the groups mm-hmm. that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, working closely with lyrical opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, schools that I'm I'm, I'm I'm a part of and, and that I get to be in black black expo expo which is which is coming up That's they incorporate right. a lot of of uh, programs and groups and, and things to just be a part um, ARC youth fest all of these different programs we've partnered in some way shape or form to uh to maximize what we bring to the table. Right. And that's one of the biggest things is, you know, we can't try to do everything. Exactly. We have to really try to like as best as we can find our niche mm-hmm. and move out the way so that others can come alongside us right. to work together. So I'm thankful for those people um, and those organizations, those programs who, who have a similar interest or a similar mm-hmm. heart um, to what, what I believe I've received. And that's how you leverage, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about leverage and capacity building and, I see that keyword you're using. Yeah, those 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 keywords, those, <laughs> the boss things. But no, they're they're everybody's things, right? Yes. We all need to learn that and how to do that best and better. We're and better well. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I liked you. So I I want to know about um, your I Visionary, mm-hmm. um, I Visionary, I Visionary Academy, mm-hmm. yeah. and. Um, Lay that out for our listening audience. Okay. 
Um, iVisionary Academy is, as you mentioned, a 501c3 nonprofit, um, and it focuses on eliminating the dreams of young people. Mm. Um, overall, it eliminates the dreams of all people, but specifically young people, um, so that they can turn their dreams into a reality. And we do that by providing the resources, you know, um, giving them the, the guidance and developing the character, as well as um, assembling the community necessary for them to do that. Mm. Um, and so what we do is operate in three different pillars. It's the campus the church and the community. Mm. And so the campus is obviously all the schools that we're working in, um, equipping leaders to start programs there uh, based on their gifts, their talents, um, so on and so forth, putting on a talent tour, all of that is in the campus. Um, the churches, uh, we also work with a lot of ministers, a lot of people with youth groups, getting them to work together, um, co-labor uh, alongside each other for the sake of the youth and the sake of the community. Um, also doing development in those areas of ministry and um, just church culture and then when it comes to community it's more so speaking about uh, businesses programs um, centers individuals family anything outside of church and campus falls into the community um, other nonprofits nonprofits okay. yes so all of those things which is basically everywhere else that a young person may spend their time outside of school and in church you know and so getting those three pillars which um, I've grown to learn are the most influential things in a young person's life. You know, they're in one of these three areas. How do we co-labor and, and work together, cooperate, so that we create a village around our young people? Mm -hmm. And so we use all those different um, areas of influence to start to develop the community that mm -hmm. develops the young person. And so leadership development across the board in all of these areas um, is how we begin to develop the urban community to be mm -hmm. self-sustaining, to be... Um, you know, God-centered in a sense, and just the, just following purpose. Um, and so just unlocking that purpose within all people in those pillars, mm -hmm. as well as in the individuals that are um, initiating this change. Right. So, yeah. That. Our Visionary Academy, definitely pushing for um, the envelope to be open as far yeah. as how do we develop, how do we grow, and how do we tap into our potential yeah. that's within us. That's a lot of work. When you talk about... It's a lot of work when you do it by yourself. Oh, for sure. That's why we're better together. That's right. And But when you're talking about uh, collaborating between the schools, the church, and the community, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to talk about that when we come back after this break. Because in a lot of instances, the schools, the church, and the community... And some separate. <laughs> they're separate. They don't talk to each other. You know, that whole nine yards. So I would love to know your formula, how you go about that. Definitely. And we'll talk about that when we come right back with another segment of Abolition Radio. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio. And just before the last break, uh, Ace, we were speaking of, we're here today with, with Ace Johnson from iVisionary Academy, and he was speaking of his academy, how he brings schools, communities, and schools, churches, and communities together. And my question was, how does he do that? <laughs> because that is like pulling teeth. In some cases, it yes. may be. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, we focus on what makes each of those things themselves. Hmm. And so uh, what is a church? Uh, what is the educational institution we call the, the school or the campus? And then what are the elements of the community? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so individually, how do we help them be the best 
that that they can be. Um, and so understanding that, uh, first of all, the church isn't a building. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a people that embody um, a power and a belief in, in a God and the ability to move according to that. And so I believe that a lot of us um, have created these walls, you know, physically speaking, um, as well as, uh, um, I mean, literally speaking, as well as just um, psychologically, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, walls and barriers between each other. And so how do we cross those barriers and begin to work together? How do we find our similarities um, according to the commission, according to the commandments, according to what we all can agree on in advancing um, change within the road around us Mm. and using the campus as one of those platforms to do that. And so bringing people out of the the four walls and into the community to exercise what it is that they're learning, apply what it is they're learning and what it is that they believe in the world around them. And so the campus being a place where we can create programs um, based on the gifts and talents that you have as uh, as individuals and use that to leverage leadership, mentorship, mm-hmm. you know, accountability amongst our young people and just position ourselves as um, role models, mm-hmm. in, in a sense, making disciples mm-hmm. within the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we're in the campus, developing those young people and developing those programs to connect with the community around them. Mm-hmm. And so how do we get businesses, organizations, programs, uh, families, individuals to begin to collaborate with mm-hmm. these programs mm-hmm. on the school campus right. and provide um, examples, living, breathing examples of what it looks like to be a world changer. Mm-hmm. Across the board, the goal is to develop world-changing leaders, world-changing cool. visionaries. And so the church, um, according to what we believe, we believe that we are created and, and called to be world changers, salt, right. salt of the earth, um, light mm-hmm. in a dark place, light of the world. Yes. And so understanding that that is a world changer. Mm-hmm. And we want to develop our students to be the same thing, world changers, to be the difference, the change in mm-hmm. their community. Mm-hmm. And we want to look for businesses and organizations and individuals in the world mm-hmm. that are already world changers. Mm-hmm. And so we're now showing them examples. We're giving them the tools to do it within mm-hmm. the schools. Mm-hmm. And then it start it starts with a foundational belief and doctrine of what a road changer is, according to, you know, the principles that we learned in the Bible and, and according to Christ-like principles that right. we live out. And so across the board, it's just developing leaders right. that change the world, that make a difference. And, and just getting them to play their parts, play yeah. their role, yes. and not try to be everything. You know, yeah. the church shouldn't try to be yes. a, a Forbes company right. and— the, the school shouldn't try to be a church and, right. and the, the company shouldn't try to be a school. Like right. just play your role exactly. and work together exactly. and develop the next generation to be all that they can be. That That is so good. You know, that we, Love Never Fails has um, established a youth commission against trafficking and um, we call ourselves agents of change. Nice. And that is exactly what you're saying. You know, everybody can be an agent of change you know, a world changer, mm-hmm. right? Um, taking what you have, what you believe, assessing your community. I'm I'm sure that in the schools where you are, because you're all over, right, in the city, and there are various different schools, various communities, various churches, yeah. that you've, you know, taken the time to do that. And one um, downfall, if, if we, if I had to call it that, or one um, draw shortcoming for mm-hmm. us is our students are from all over the Bay. So having um, what I'm trying to do now is develop leaders in those regions so mm-hmm. they could do the same thing as opposed to we trying to do it all over the place, like you said. Yeah. Um, 
knowing where you are and we're beginning to start right where we are and go from there to assess the area mm-hmm. and um, start leveraging those and building capacity with those um, those areas, whether schools, whether businesses in the community, things of that nature. Definitely. Because we kind of have the churches down, right? We think we do. Yeah, we think <laughs> we do. But I mean, at least the relationships with yeah. the churches is what I mean. And, um, and we have some with the schools. We have some with the community. But bringing them all together mm-hmm. is, um, is a goal. And I would say that um, even in moving into new communities, because mm-hmm. um, we're we're branching out into cities like Pittsburgh, Antioch, and Richmond, mm-hmm. uh, San Francisco, okay. and so moving into new cities, Oakland being a place where I initially have a lot of connections right. already because right. this is where I'm from and right. this is where I do a lot of the work that I'm doing. Um, and so I kind of had a head start with that, mm-hmm. but even still, there was a lot of groundwork that had to oh, take yeah. place. And there so, are a lot of communities and a lot of churches and a lot of schools. Yeah. And so how we do that is um, starting what I call creative genius meetings, hmm. where we gather the people of the community. And that's, it's not just um, big leaders, even students can attend and, you know, mm-hmm. average Joe down the street, like mm-hmm. whoever um, has something of value to add to the conversation, we mm-hmm. want to invite them there. And I have this creative brainstorming session that I developed where we just can get our ideas out there. We have mm-hmm. fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I take all of those things in consideration in how we move into the community. And it's by finding what's already there, what are yeah. the dreams and visions that are already mm-hmm. um, just like stirring up in the people that, that live there. Mm-hmm. And then what are the resources that we have in that city and how can we incorporate that with what we bring to the table. Mm. So we're not starting from scratch in every city. We're not disregarding um, the people and the the projects that are in every city, but we take all of those things in consideration before we move. And I think that that's a very effective way. And it's a form of assessing your community. Yeah. yeah. um, How often do you do that? I do that every other year. And so when I go into a community or a city, I do that the first year Mm -hmm. and then we start to operate. And then uh, two years afterwards, we do it again in that same city. But in every city, we do that first and then every other year after that within those cities. And that's a great way to collect your data Mm -hmm. to see what has been effective and what maybe hasn't been effective. Yes. And also seeing what's what's changing because things change. Even when you assess your community, things are not going to stay the same way um, over two years, over one year. Boy, do we see that a lot in communities. We definitely do. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of sad on, on some respects. But then it's great on other respects because yeah. change, is, change is good. It definitely is. You know, it, change can be good, I should say. And so we want to create habits of embracing that change right. rather than blocking it out. And so right. how do you, how do you keep, create a culture of change? Right. Um, or even positive initiating change. change. Yeah. Yes, positive that's change. That's good. It's good. <laughs> Ooh, it's so good. So um, you're hitting a nerve that, that – um, is really, um, how do I put it, on my heart of, of late because particularly seeing the changes in communities. Yeah. You know, when you go from city to city or neighborhood to neighborhood, you can see, you know, in just a short amount of time how things have changed. And in a lot of cases, it has not been positive change. Yeah, yeah. But, they, you know, light is needed to shed some positive Definitely. and that positive change and the light of the Lord mm-hmm. and um, the, the salt, you know, to bring about some flavor and some preservative there. And um, so that is, is really uh, pivotal 
and pivotal and um, important to to us with Love Never Fails, particularly in the space that we work yeah. with trafficking. And um, every community has a vulnerable population, and we want to make sure that we reach that population to um, protect them, mm-hmm. to uh, restore them, and to shed the light and love of the Lord to them, to to them, to lead toward their healing as well. Very good, and, well. and I think I think we all have that that light in us that wants that desires to do things along those lines, and so um, finding it within the people that surround yes. those individuals, as right. well as finding it within the within those individuals as well, because they may not believe that they have a light. Exactly. They may not believe that they have value or anything to offer the world around them because of what's been taken from them. And so just understanding how to empower them and give them value or reveal the value within them is is typically the goal across the board. And I know that that's something that resonates as as, as a common vision for both of us mm-hmm. um, and many of the people that you work with. So yeah. I yes. definitely get that. And we're going to pick back up there when we get back with another segment of Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. I am Benita Hopkins. <laughs> and no, I was, uh, as usual, trying to do too many things. And so Benita yes, did a great job taking us through the last couple of segments. And Benita, keep it coming. We have some other topics that we want to discuss, but I just want to, Im- imp- I'm looking at Ace now in person. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking, I told him during the break that my dad's name is Anthony Eugene Johnson and his name is Eugene Johnson. I was like, is he a brother from another? Could be. Man, Could be. Now I see you in person. Could be. <laughs> no. <laughs> I no offense right. on your dad's because your dad's like, that's my son. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but so anyway. Crazy. I, <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> um, but, you know, when we think about what you're doing, we're just kind of reflecting on the things that you're doing is really community development. Yes. In a very respectful way. And I was just comment, commenting to Benita because I was Benita's mentor as she was going through the DeVos program and she was really teaching me stuff about the mentorship program, the DeVos, I mean, the the, uh, assessment program Mm -hmm. that DeVos has designed, which is very similar to what you have Mm -hmm. uh, received really from the Lord, right? Just a a vision about how you go into communities and hear from people and hear what their, you know, where their hearts are and what they need. And so I just love that outline. And then it's confirmed. It's Mm -hmm. been confirmed. Right. Um, And, 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 you know, the the systems that you are designing mm-hmm. uh, that fall out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and recognizing that there are these, you know, racial tensions and there, you know, isms, there are other tensions. Right. You're not like me. I'm not like you. How do we uh, deal with that? Yeah. You know, and 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 so one of the things, Benita, you wanted to bring up was mm-hmm. in the schools. And, right. And one of those is, you know, faith in the schools. Right. You know, um, we always hear, you know, you can't combined church and state, you know, and that type thing. But there are many community organizations who are being the light of the Lord in schools and working in schools. And you are one of them. How do you go about that? Um, well, one, it's it's just in the DNA of me to just 
go against things. And so that's something I've had to work See? on. There you go, brother. That's my brother um, right there. Then, <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> that's my brother right there. But then, you know, I realized that is not what we think it is. You know, that separation right. is obviously right. something of, of not trying to convert students because right. they don't have a legal guardian present to, you know, for their protection. And so that's understandable. We're not in the school trying to convert people or press or force a religion on anyone. Right. Um, but what we do is share very, very beneficial principles. And right. so those principles, and this is just for me personally, I, I believe that those principles are something that we accept across the board. People may not accept the religion or the way a religion is practiced, but they do accept the principles that Christ executed or that he lived out during his lifetime. And yes. we understand that. And so there is no one that you can, that you will come across that has a great heart that will, um, disagree with treating others how you want to be treated, loving mm -hmm. your neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. there is no one that would disagree with right. those principles, which we were commanded to do. Right. And so if we use that as our foundation of developing and discipling young people, there is no, no one that would counter that. And so developing character, character is how I approach that situation. Um, and in the development of character, in the development of individuals in their gifting and their, their expression to the world, understanding that that had to come from somewhere, that right. there is a source. And so those trend, that transition of understanding is um, sought after rather mm -hmm. than me forcing it or yeah. you know, pressuring those things. And I believe that as believers, we have to grow patience yes. and trust in, yes. in God that he will do the work that he does best. And we can't do that work for him. And so being patient to wait for those opportunities and then trusting that, that God has a plan for, for you and for those people that you encounter. Um, Absolutely. And real quickly, I want to share, this is an illustration I often share with what, how I do um, the teachings hmm. and I, and I do it through questions. And so we have discussions and questions is not lecture format, but I think of the illustration of um, panning for gold. Hmm. And so I often say this illustration is just like, just like panning for gold, you're shaking. And so the questions are really shaking their foundation of what they believe or what they thought hmm. was truth. And as long as you keep shaking and trust that the dirt will fall and the gold will remain, then mm. there's no additional work that you need to do. No. And trusting that the gold right. is the truth. Yes. And so whatever right. questions that you ask to kind of bring out that truth, that has to be um, something that opens the conversation for them to be more inquisitive mm -hmm. than defensive. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So questions yeah. <laughs> bring yeah. about answers. And they will ask them too. They yeah. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think those open-ended questions and then providing a safe place to mm -hmm. answer them is like that's, well, that's the best. Yeah. That's the best. Guiding them, yeah. Yeah, and um, I just love that, you know, you're like what I've learned over time because I remember when I first came to my, you know, my relationship with the Lord, I had like this sense of like intensity. Like I want I want everybody to have this. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so great. Yeah. I feel free. <laughs> I have purpose. Yeah. You know, about it. I yeah. was kind of that way. And yeah. I remember even my my um, one of my girlfriends saying, I feel like I lost you to Jesus because mm. I was so crazy, mm. you know. Oh, and I, now as I've matured, I, I've learned how to sit and wait, mm -hmm. how to sow seeds mm. and just wait. Because I know what I know what I know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't need to prove it. I don't need to lay it on mm -hmm. thick and mm -hmm. do all that. No, mm -hmm. I just just let it let mm -hmm. it sit. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, um, you know, there's so many principles that are universal. Um, you know, love your neighbor, um, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, mm -hmm. um, you know. And, you know, there's there's uh, um, 
there's just something about being a walking epistle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just being who God made you to be, mm-hmm. you know, is, is really powerful too. Yeah. yeah um, lately I have, I will say that I have been um, under a quite a bit of opposition because of my faith mm-hmm. and um, people making uh, assumptions about me, about love never fails. And, and, and it's troubling. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to grapple with that when you know what the intention is of your heart, but you got to just keep being who you are, you know? Yeah. So a couple of questions, a couple of questions uh, for you about um, the outcomes that you're seeing, because it sounds like you have some, first of all, just really God breathed um, ideas about how to reach young people. And you're definitely seeing a lot of success in doing that. Um, what are the outcomes that, you know, when you get up in the morning, uh, do you say, these are the things that we have achieved that I'm, that tell me that, um, I'm doing what God has assigned to my life? Um, I'm glad you asked that question. There's definitely been a lot of opposition as well and the route that I've chosen to take. And I had to depend solely on those confirming moments where I see results. And so um, one being that, you know, even in the DeVos program, that's a lot of the the proven methods of going about this were already given to me and already, you know, walked out. Another being that there's been a shift in a lot of churches and accepting, you know, the form of which we're reaching out to schools, we're reaching out to the community, Mm -hmm. and it's becoming a lot more common, you know, years Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. when I— introduced a lot of these thoughts and ideas and being young and not knowing how to articulate them, they were often shut down and, you know, ignored and things like that. And so just moving in faith, faith and trusting um, the God that gave those ideas to me, I'm seeing a lot of those things change in acceptance from the schools, acceptance from the churches and acceptance from um, other businesses and organizations to partner and collaborate. Also seeing lives change. Obviously that's a a given result of this is working. This Mm -hmm. is a God thing is that, Mm -hmm. Lives are being changed. People are um, thinking differently. Their minds are open. Eyes are open to their potential and to the world around them and the role they play in that world. Um, And then also just unlocking of the gifts. And so I love to see young people stepping out and just people of all ages, cultures, whatever, Mm -hmm. stepping out in what they feel like they're created to do. And so Mm -hmm. seeing those things and having fruit of that, the talent tour, um, the leadership trainings, the concerts, all of those things, um, they're fruits of what it is that we've been uh, working on for, for years. And so, yeah, you know, um, it's interesting because in the arts in particular, there's, um, there's this, this outcome that's not really um, intellectual, Mm -hmm. you know, when you do a, a, uh, a concert and people feel peace, people feel the presence of the Lord, Uh, people feel, get free. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's hard to um, talk, you know, it's like, oh, that was amazing. But, you know, how do you capture what the outcome was of that? What is it that some of the youth are now doing different things in their life than they were before? You know, um, people have been are now in safe housing. Those are some of the challenges, I think, you know, with actually with both the roles that both of you play when you're activating the community, when you're engaging with youth. Um, you know, you can be really dogmatic and say, how many salvations have you, mm-hmm. have you seen? Um, you know, uh, how many people came to that concert, mm-hmm. you know, or you can look at, um, other, um, outcomes, other metrics 
um, some of which may just be spiritual in nature that the mm-hmm. Lord was was there and I know he was pleased. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he was worshipped today. That's a good thing. One matrix just to throw out there is uh, the 40 developmental assets mm-hmm. of adolescence. And so um, finding out how many of those assets were replaced in the lives of these young people. Mm-hmm. And we're very open mm-hmm. about that in the beginning of what's missing yeah. and then doing what we can to surround them with the resources to plug those gaps back in. And so that's one way that we measure the growth of individuals and then just try to, you know, see that on a mass, uh, mass scale. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I am a ner- I'm a nerd I'm a numbers person, so I like I like that, but I have to resist the devil sometime. On that. But anyway, we gonna get into that in a minute, uh, as well as some events that you can get involved with. So we'll come right back. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. we got some events going on in the community. Uh, we do want to just thank, once again, Ace Johnson. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for being on the show and all that you do. May God bless you richly. Um, yes, thank you. you got some events going on. Um, I do. Right now, um, a lot of my focus is going towards this Bay Area Black Expo coming up. Um, I'm on the the team to help produce it. And so um, it's July 22nd and 23rd. The 22nd, we're actually doing a Bay Area Idol. And so that's kind of like a a rollover from the talent tour that we just spoke about Mm -hmm. that I did in the high schools. This one is for all ages um, and throughout the whole Bay Area. And so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be at the Coliseum. And so if you guys know about the the BART exit at the Coliseum Mm -hmm. station, just cross that bridge and that first side, the East Side Club, that's where it's going to be located. So that whole East Side section of the Coliseum, um, we're going to be having the Bay Area Black Expo performances, Bay Area Idol Tons nice. of vendors, um, some special me, guests. Me, 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 so. me, 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 me. Let me start yeah. now. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I want some of that money. No. And then Is following there... right after that, we have the um, the ARC Youth Fest, which I'm partnering with um, Bobby and, and ARC uh, Youth Fest for that production. We've been doing workshops every Friday this past week. And so leading up to that, building up the interns to help produce that production. So nice. July 29th for that one as well. Beautiful. Cool. Cool. Love it. Anything Thank you else? so much. Um, and then for anything else that I cannot think of right now, just go to um, iVisionary.academy, which is a website, or just follow us on any social site um, at iVisionary Academy. So Facebook, Instagram, anything like that. And you'll just, you know, get updates about any upcoming events. Nice. Wow. Will do. And you hear, heard it here first. Heard it here first. That Ace Johnson is going to be our MC at the Alameda County Fair on yes. next Saturday, July 9th. At Sunday. Five, next Sunday, you're right. Next, next Sunday, Sunday, July yes. 9th at the Family Fun Stage at the Alameda County Fair, 530. So come on out, come on out. Not only do we have Ace as the MC, and he's going to spit a little bit some of his his spoken word there, but we have Pastor mm-hmm. Larry Austin <laughs> of Elevate Church and... Um, Mark Canoli and Shuniti, who will be um, ministering their love, new Love Never Fails cut. Yeah. And um, Yoshika McAllister, Freedom Worship from mm-hmm. New Hope Community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kwesi from Oakland. Oh, yeah. And we might have some, uh, another, some other few guests. So come on out and support. Um, next Sunday, July 9th, 530, Family Fun Stage at 
Alameda County Fair. Yes, that is the last day of the fair. So we're going to just yes. blow the roof off. Yes. I know there's yes. no roof there, but you know, <laughs> you know what I meant, right? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> and we have some other events going on. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. On July the 15th would be our monthly street outreach. At um, it would be East Bay. We'll be meeting at Faith Fellowship Church. If you are a newcomer, at seven for training, and that is five seven seven Manor Boulevard in San Leandro. So come on out. And if you would like to volunteer, all things love never fails. The next um, orientation volunteer or- orientation is July twentieth at seven at um, our our uh, Hayward office, and that is at two two five eight zero Grand Street, Hayward. Awesome. Okay. Well, you've heard a lot that you can do to get involved. We really uh, appreciate your support. Uh, don't forget to become one of the million ways that we solve human trafficking on our website today, loveneverfailsus.com. And of course, if you haven't heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. And this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You're in the neighborhoods we live in You're in the ones we're passing by You're in the ones we call our neighbors And the ones who still sleep our eyes Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.